Welcome to the Friday Five, a series in which we cover five stories in health and science research over the previous week that you may have missed. There are plenty of controversies and ethical issues in science, and we get into many of them in our online magazine, but there are also lots of stories to be excited about. And this news roundup is focused on scientific work to give you a therapeutic dose of inspiration headed into the weekend. First up in the Friday Five, last year an AI tool called AlphaFold made waves in the scientific community because it's able to quickly map out the 3D shapes of proteins, something that we mere humans had struggled with for many decades. With AlphaFold revealing the shapes of proteins, we have a better shot at developing new drugs that can latch onto and change the activities of the proteins that cause disease. But that wasn't enough for biochemists at the University of Washington. In three papers published in the journal Science, they walk through their work in creating new proteins, ones that aren't found in Mother Nature's playbook. As the researchers said, the proteins in every plant, animal, and microbe account for far less than 1% of what's possible. And proteins are kind of important. They make up every single one of our cells, and they're involved in pretty much everything that happens inside the cells. Proteins are made of amino acids, and the research team was able to make a new kind of software algorithm that comes up with amino acids never seen before anywhere on this planet. In about a second, 200 times faster than the next best tool we had for this purpose. This method of making new proteins could fill key gaps in disease treatments and even lead to new materials that can replace plastics and other pollutants. Impressive as these papers are, the University of Washington researchers say that scientists are just getting started with using AI to design proteins. In the coming year, they'll be looking to make proteins that have a wide range of uses. Next up, researchers are increasingly showing the importance of connections between different parts of the body. In a new study, researchers at the University of Virginia Cancer Center found that an unhealthy microbiome where the germs hanging out in our digestive tracts can send some very troublesome signals to the tissues in people's breasts that may pave the way for cancer to spread. This discovery is important because once breast cancer does spread to other parts of the body, only 29% of women survive and just 22% of men. In studies of mice, the research team found that when certain germs cause a lot of inflammation in our guts, that leads to a buildup of certain types of cells in the breasts called mast cells. These blood cells are involved in the body's immune response to disease, but when there are too many of them in the breast, the tissue there gets taken over by collagen and becomes fertile ground for cancerous growths to spread. The UVA scientists saw that when they blocked the increase in mast cells, there was much less spreading of tumors to other body parts. They got the same effects when they looked at tissues of humans with breast cancer. The research shows a number of different ways that doctors could step in to interrupt risk factors for the spread of cancer depending on what's going on in an individual's microbiome and the number of mast cells in the breasts. Next up in the Friday Five, leading longevity researcher Steve Ostad has predicted that the first person to make it to age 150 has already been born. And this week, some good news for those of you planning to be that person. Researchers at the Max Planck Institute have shown that taking rapamycin for a brief time in early adulthood results in a notable increase in lifespan. Before you start making plans to be alive and well in 2150, I have to break it to you that this study was done in fruit flies. But the scientists were able to repeat the results in mice, which suggests that the effect might extend to other mammals. Hopefully you're not wondering, but just in case, humans are mammals. The study is promising for humans for another reason. As of now, people can't take rapamycin because of the side effects. For example, it jacks up our cholesterol levels and blood pressure. But that's at high doses over long periods of time. 
This recent study supports the idea that we can avoid these effects with lower doses at single points in time. The research team found that rapamycin had its anti-aging effect in flies by working to stop the flies from having too many stem cells, which help with fixing damage to the walls of the intestines as the flies age, but when stem cells are all over the place, they can lead to cancerous growths. The flies that were given rapamycin also had fewer cracks in their intestinal walls. The scientists fed a blue dye to the over-the-hill flies that hadn't received any rapamycin and watched as the dye leaked through their guts and turned them entirely blue. Meanwhile, the group that had received the rapamycin, there were no papa smurfs to be found. The scientists say rapamycin is a long way from providing people the fountain of youth, but the finding on lower doses is promising and deserves more research. Next up, many people have pretty much stopped wearing masks for COVID, but material scientists at Shanghai Tongji University may have found another good reason to put years back on, maybe even for those who aren't worried about COVID, but just like really cool tech. The researchers made a mask that can detect COVID droplets and particles in the air and send you an alert on your cell phone to let you know. In the study, which was published Monday in the journal Matter, the masks were observed in a sealed off room and sounded their alerts in response to really small amounts of COVID in the air, as much as 560 times less than you'd expect after someone sneezes, let alone when they cough or talk. The masks have tiny sensors with lab-created molecules that can recognize the proteins of COVID, but also two other viruses, H5N1 and H1N1. As soon as the vigilante proteins are spotted, a device in the mask sends a signal to your cell phone. The scientists say they can easily adjust the masks to spot other viruses as needed. Now they're working on getting the masks to pick up on the viruses faster. Right now it takes about 10 minutes, although even that sounds like it would be incredibly useful. And as they collect more data to inform these wearable devices, the researchers are also looking to develop masks that can alert us about the signs of other diseases floating around in the air, even heart disease and certain types of cancer. And good news for a company called Karuna that's studying its new drug for people who have schizophrenia. According to Karuna's conference poster recently at Psych Congress, patients in various places, such as Zucker Hospital in New York, saw major benefits to taking this drug, called CAR-XT, without having side effects. The drug seems to work by combining two key ingredients. One is an older drug that's been around since the early 1990s that attaches to certain sites in the brain involved in the network of nerves that calm your body after a stressful event. In people with schizophrenia, these sites of the brain don't receive enough signals to activate them. But the drug, by attaching to these sites, has a calming effect that works to reduce hallucinations, delusions, dulled emotions, and lack of purpose. The bad news for patients is that this older drug, by itself, causes serious side effects in the body, such as vomiting. So Karuna studied 7,000 different ways of mixing it with other ingredients, and found one that blocks the drug in the body, where it causes the side effects, while letting it work its magic in the brain. This CAR-XT cocktail would be a breakthrough because antipsychotics, which have been used for schizophrenia since the 1950s, only work for some symptoms in some people. In Karuna's study, over 250 patients and hospitals saw a 21-point reduction on the scale that doctors use to track symptoms of schizophrenia. Karuna will now be looking to collect more safety data on their drug, and they're planning to apply to the FDA for drug approval midway through next year. And for this week's honorable mention, you've probably heard how exercise can boost your brain health. But a recent study from Dartmouth researchers has found it's not quite that simple. 
According to their new study, the type of exercise you do may lead to different types of benefits. What was really original about this study is that they looked at the effects of exercise on people's memories over an entire year, a longer period of time compared to previous research. They did this by getting over 100 people to wear Fitbits while testing various aspects of their memory. Not surprisingly, people who were more active did better on the memory tests. But when researchers dug into the data, they found something surprising. People who exercised at different levels of intensity did better at different types of memory tests. If your workout is super intense, the study found, this is likely to lead to improvements in spatial memory for recalling things like where you left your car keys and how to get back to your restaurant table from the bathroom. But if you're a little bit more laid back with your workouts, that'll improve your episodic memory, such as thinking back to what you had for dinner a few days ago and other details about your life. Now, my reaction to this is, do I really have to choose between being good at remembering what I did a few days ago and remembering where I left my car keys? Perhaps it's a mix of intense workouts and more moderate workouts that would cover our memory bases. And the Dartmouth researchers are looking into this and other related questions. As always, you can find links to each study I've discussed this week in the show notes. And please check out the leaps.org magazine online, where you can learn about the latest and most important challenges and developments in science, such as this week, a review of the new book by Pulitzer Prize-winning physician Siddhartha Mukherjee. Overall, the leaps.org platform looks at trends and innovations through the lens of rational optimism. You can find out what to be concerned about, but we also tell you which scientific breakthroughs are giving reason for excitement. Thanks for listening to the Friday Five, and have a great weekend.